out. It's our weekly catch-up with the National Party's Denise Lee. Hello, Denise. How are we going? Yeah, really good, Laura and you. You doing okay there again solo, I hear. Again solo. Yeah, doing okay. Uh, you know, we uh, amongst the BFM offices, we have our good two-meter smile and <laughs> wave from a distance. So it keeps, you, it keeps the spirits up. It must feel good to actually um, be able to physically go to a different place, though, and not just staying in your home. I, yeah, I, I don't think I ever expected the struggles of producing a show from home to be as hard as they were, but it was uh, hard but doable, and I'm proud of the team so far for The Wire. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Hats off. I mean, from my perspective, it was seamless, so um, oh. hats off because I know it won't have been easy. Oh, thank you, Denise. Um Nice pleasantries out of the way before I grill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's expected. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we'll jump into it here with the UMR poll um, from last week since we had quite a lot of uh, push for us to talk about that. Um, so this poll saw National sitting at about 29% on this poll. Um, with these results, why do you believe um, those that were polled don't seem to have as much faith in National Party's leadership? Well, you must first talk about the origin of the poll, mm -hmm. um, and that's, of course, for those who are listening and, and don't know, um, it's an internal Labour Party poll. Mm -hmm. um, so one um, polling that they pay for. So we're focused, it's real simple for us, we're focused on the only poll that counts, Laura, in the September the 19th election, There'll be a ton more different types of polls come out before then. That's just how that industry works mm. um, and how political parties try to um, find out what they want to find out behind the scenes. Um, but um, it's really the, the polling booth that counts on September 19th. So we're just going to work real hard to earn New Zealanders' trust between now and then, mm. um, and that's what counts. I mean, this result is kind of unprecedented compared to other polls with um, UMR. Uh, do you not see the validity in that kind of comparison? Um, one snapshot in time from one poll um, and a Labour Party internal poll at that mm. um, is, is, well, just one snapshot in time. Look, we, we, it's not public information, right, because it was leaked. Mm. Um, it's an internal poll. We're not focused on that. Um, we're focused on the massive job ahead for earning New Zealanders' trust between now and September the 19th and making sure that we don't have um, the most incredible economic fallout um, that, that not even now we can predict. The things are just looking incredibly serious and grave, um, Laura. So that's the job that we want to focus on, not, you know analyzing to death one particular Labour Party internal poll. Mm. I, I think that's a, a fair, but these kinds of results seem to indicate there will be uh, some members of the public who have been graded on within this pandemic in terms of nationals conduct. Um, and I've seen online some of your own supporters have felt the approach from national hasn't been the best. What would you say to that? 
Oh, just simply to reiterate what we're focusing on, um, we're, we're really doing our best to make sure that the government um, does the best type decision making that it can in unprecedented, highly unusual times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won't take our foot off the pedal um, for making sure that we're getting the best that we can um, in a literally a, a state of emergency. Um, in a time where we've got jobs being lost by mass every single day, um, you know, we've just got a huge job to do for the next few weeks and months. Uh, and, you know, that's what we're focused on, Laura. It's just it's simple for us. If we sort of pause and talk and, and pontificate on every single little bit of anything said about us, um, you know, we wouldn't be doing the job that we need to do for New Zealanders. I just got a text in. Someone said, it's not a Labour Party internal poll. It was done by the same pollsters Labour used for a different client. Denise would know that too. What would you say to that? Um, well, you, you and Ma are the company that, that Labour uses. We don't know um, who and how this got leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not for public consumption. So when I say leaked, um, it was leaked. All right. I'll shift on to our next subject here. Uh, Nationals kind of announced their first part of an economic plan to address COVID-19. Can you kind of give us a a brief outline of what this plan would be? Yeah, sure. So it's designed for small business, um, and we know that that's where uh, a real disproportionate hit um, has been taken for for what's happening to our economy right now. Um, So... What we're trying to do is be real targeted and, and really quite generous because we, we believe that that's where, as these weeks unfold and into the next few months, that we're going to see um, hardship like we've never seen before. In fact, we already know that we are seeing that there's a 1,000 people a day going on to the dolls, going on to Job Seeker. Um, so when you've got kind of stats unrolling in front of our eyes like that, we've got to do something, right? Mm. So we've announced two specific measures. One is um, a GST cash refund of up to 100k um, for small businesses that are most affected. So it's not the GST um, refund in your current period. It's the six months prior to January. So you look back at last year, those six months, GST cash refund of what you were earning back then. Um, of course, you have to demonstrate that you've lost revenue during lockdown of more than 50% um, for a couple of months in a row. So, so there's obviously um, parameters around this, but it is a really generous grant, um, not a loan as the government's put into place, but a grant. And that's because we genuinely see if we don't do something really um, full-on and indicative and strong ASAP, then we're going to have um, a fallout that, that even you know the most conservative economists couldn't predict. That, that's how serious this is. What we're facing, Laura, is far bigger than any other financial crisis New Zealand's ever seen, mm. by far. Now, uh, so this there, scheme... there, is a, there is a second second policy too, but sure. Do you want to talk and then I'll come back to that one? I definitely want to. I definitely want to have a chat about the small businesses one. Um, maybe yep. you'll actually no. Yep, I'll I'll get you to finish off that second part then. Okay, because it does affect small business too. Mm-hmm. So the other bit is um, temporarily lifting 
the threshold for new capital investment and your ability to expense it, right? Mm. So the government already did this um, when they said during lockdown, we'll let you lift the threshold from $500 to 5000 but we'd go much further and lift it to 150000 for two years. Mm. So if, if any listeners want sort of an example of what that would look like. If a company spends $145,000 on a new machine, you know, to improve productivity, something that um, get, turns things out faster, rather than depreciating that asset over many years, you better expense the full thing in the current tax year. So, so it, it just helps with the incentive to go and buy new equipment to get your business humming a lot faster than what you may have normally done. Mm. In terms of this scheme, we could see businesses claiming um, as much as $100,000, correct? Yep, for for the GST cash refund, yes. Um, now, of course, that's not going to be a cheap expense from government. Um, government's used quantitative, uh, quantitative easing uh, so far to somewhat address financial impacts um, and is attempting to pass that income on. Uh, GST returns will see a lot of money taken out of the budget. So how does that kind of balance out in the long term with interest-free loans that have been offered so far? Yeah, so I mean, I guess that, that where you're going there, if I can summarise, is um, this is um, going to cost a lot of money. Um, is that the general gist there, Laura? Because it is priced up at around the $8 billion mark. So mm-hmm. it absolutely is, as I said, a really generous um, um, policy that we've outlined. But we're doing that specifically because it's targeted so it's not just a willy-nilly idea um, that would help. It's the right idea because we're listening to um, the 160,000 businesses that this would affect. Um, and when you think about that 160K um, figure, imagine how many countless jobs are represented by 160,000 businesses. Mm. If we don't do something lot that's targeted like this, what we will get is, as the weeks go on, because we've had the wage subsidy, um, you know, rightfully prop up in the short term, but right about now is when that wage subsidy, people can see it's going to run out, and we've got to get to something. So we've said, um, government, take on this idea. This is what we think need, we need to get New Zealand working. Take it on. Mm. Um, you've got a budget next week. Here's, here's an outline. Mm. If we potentially take that money out of the budget to help small businesses instead of making loans available, that could potentially see um, services like our healthcare missing out on potential money to help them in this interim. Even um, last week we are talking about research for vaccines and how that requires funding. Um, it, does it not make sense to have that money available for essential services now more than ever? Yeah, no, it's not It's not an either-or. So no one's saying that um, this particular generous policy would be at the expense of health and education. Not by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know, um, and this government's already doing it, in the tune of $25 bill plus, billion plus, that we need to undertake new borrowing for the most unprecedented economic disaster 
that we've ever seen in New Zealand. That that's how um, serious the situation is. Um, so so how it affects across all the different parts of the budget um, remains to be seen, but would obviously be attached to new borrowing, just like this government's doing right as we speak. Mm. In terms of this kind of economic plan from National, um, during question time yesterday, Bridges was prompting Ardern on, well, several times, whether she would implement a wealth tax. Um, it seems to appear that you as a party are very against a wealth tax in order to support those who might be struggling to survive financially at this time. Uh, why is that? Um, well, it's quite simple. It's because who who, and how is the support best delivered in this unprecedented financial times? Um, so we need to incentivise um, the the... 160,000 small businesses to keep going and keep jobs going. Um, so if you slap on to um, anyone in, say, for instance, just that bracket alone, um, a capital gains tax or any other sort of higher tax ideas, which, you know, this is why we're trying to get the government to rule it out. At this time, do we need to say, hey, you know, um, we're the government, we've got a loan scheme for you, but by the way, um, in about a week's time, we're going to also tell you that you've got no higher personal tax coming. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the way to get us through um, the the hugely serious time that we're in right now. Um, and we, as it is, the, the Prime Minister did roll out the capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure some of her supporters don't like her doing that, but she did. And that was Simon Bridges. Um, prompting her to do so. But she has said, well, last time the capital gains tax conversation came around, she said while she is prime minister, she will never introduce a capital gains tax. So that's not really Simon Bridge prompting, prompting her to do that. Well, it was yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he asked her that question in about three different ways and she finally answered it on about the fourth route. <laughs> Mm-hmm. however many rounds it was. Um, so, you know, if she's clear, uh, um, and it's good that she finally was clear again yesterday. Um, so, yeah, just in the context of question time, I guess, Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll shift on to the alert level two guidelines. So uh, what are your thoughts on the guidelines so far, and do you support them? Yeah, so um, the level two details are were welcomed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always want to see them. I will say one thing, though, Laura, and this is a personal um, comment, but I know one that everyone in my party would share. Um, there's always been, no matter what the level has been, there's always been a lag in the detail behind the detail. Mm. So while it's good to know that, that schools, for instance, can open back up on the Monday after we get to level two um, and... Um, FYI, I'm, a, I'm a, the mum to a high schooler. Um, I'm super curious to know this stuff. Um, we don't know all the details, so it would be really good to have even further details come mm. out in the education sector. If you go back to school, um, they've still got to um, you know, focus on social distancing. Does that really mean that absolutely every student can go back to school on that Monday? Probably not. Um, and who's going to be there and who's going to be chosen to stay home. So, you know, we've got a long way to go on detail. Mm. Um, and we definitely want that level two 
to, to come as soon as it possibly can. We're not in favour of a phasing, um, especially if that phasing becomes very um, confused and unclear. I think that phasing has primarily been implemented somewhat to make sure that in terms of our services like buses, they're not going to be stretched massively to start out with. Um, don't you think that's important in the meantime? Well, sure. There'll, there'll be nuances um, depending on, on what sector or provision or, or you know provider um, that, that we're looking at. Um, but that just goes back to my point, right, where um, the detail behind the detail becomes really important. I've had five times the normal amount of, of people contacting me than I do, than I normally do, um, because primarily the details behind the details aren't there. I've had to scratch around trying to find out, well, if this happens, what does that mean? Mm. And if, if that doesn't roll, then how can that person still get that medical appointment or... You know, so so that's where level two, which represents um, a whole lot of us going back to, to restarting what we were doing before, right? Bubbles are over, um, domestic travel can get back, businesses can restart. Um, we don't, we really do need crystal clarity um, for, for what we can do. Mm. And it should be about what we can do. Um, just forewarning on my next question, I might get a little bit wishy-washy amongst it, but stay with me. Um, I think COVID-19 kind of pre presents a global trauma, and um, I'm a bit of a film nerd. I like to watch film analysis, and I watched a video a few months back, which kind of stuck with me around films related to 9-11, um, and something that was mentioned that in the US, their films uh, never seem to effectively talk about this event through the medium ever again, and it has been a long time. Um, this analysis said the country still seemed to be processing trauma. Um, it's gonna feel a little bit different for people getting back out into the world at alert level too. Um, with that in mind, do you have anything you might want to say uh, to people in the face of reopening with this global trauma occurring? Yeah, no, look, thanks for the invitation to do that, Laura. I would just say um, if you have a family or friend um, or a politician or a radio host or <laughs> who thinks that we should be more cautious or more liberal or more this or more that, um, just just take it on board. Don't react. Don't, um, you know, I, I, we're all going to have different opinions um, and we're all doing our best to, to make sure that New Zealand Inc. can fly once again. Mm. Um, so I, I, it's sort of like a, almost like a personal stance that we all need to take. Um, everyone's going to have different opinions, but take it easy um, allow people to have their differing opinions and we'll get there together in the end. Mm. Uh, and this is kind of prompting my uh, last personal question here, which I love to do. Um, but I'm curious, not just everyone, I'm very curious what people are kind of expecting their lives to be like at alert level two. For you, what do you think it potentially looks like? For me? Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. So... I'm just really dying to see my best friend. Mm. She's awesome. 
And what I'm picturing is no big party with loads of people, maybe just quietly going over, and I can picture it now. She makes this awesome kind of burrito bake thingy <laughs> that I'm obsessed with, and I want her to make that for me, and we'll just chill out with a glass of wine and a baked burrito. That, that's what level two looks like for me. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm I'm very excited for you, Denise, to get there. Oh, me too. I'm I'm really easy to please, aren't I? Uh, no, never. No, that's that's high quality, high class. Ah, uh, nice, nice. All right. Well, you have a good weekend, Denise. Uh, we'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Laura. You take care. See ya. Um, the National Party's Denise Lee on ninety-five BFM.